It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 98 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you. It's great to have you with us. It's a fun time of year. We're into September and the Brewers right there in the thick of things in terms of the playoff chase. Sitting right now three and a half games back of the Cubs in the NL Central. Crew has lost their last couple here in Cincinnati. But, uh, luckily, the Cubs have dropped a couple as well. And so no ground loss in the Cubs. No ground gained because of these two tough luck losses to the Cincinnati Reds. But the crew having, a, a, overall, a pretty good last week. Is uh, Last Wednesday, a big win over the Cardinals to split that series. And then a huge series this past weekend at Miller Park. And the crew winning three out of four from the Nationals. And the one game they lost could have easily gone the crew's way in that Saturday loss. The Brewers playing tremendous baseball against the Nationals and taking the series uh, for the season from Washington after dropping two out of three in Washington, taking three or four at home and uh, setting themselves up very well. So then the crew gets on the plane, they go to Cincinnati, and uh, the first couple games of the series haven't gone that well. The first game of the series, it was a 4-4 game in the ninth inning. Billy Hamilton walks the crew off with a solo home run with two outs off of Josh Hader in the bottom of the ninth inning, and then the Tuesday night game, close game, low-scoring game until the late innings, and then the Reds got after the Brewers' bullpen a little bit uh, on Tuesday night. So the Crews dropped a couple in a row now, and they sit at 72 and 67 as they get ready to finish up this series with the Reds on Wednesday afternoon before uh, a day off and then that big series this weekend against the Chicago Cubs. So it's getting interesting. It's getting fun. Here we are. It's early September, but very, very meaningful games. And the crew, of course, still in contention for that NL wild card, too, right there on the heels of the Colorado Rockies for the NL wild card. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun over the next couple of weeks to watch all of this unfold. Of course, it's September, which means rosters have expanded, which means some new faces have started showing up in the clubhouse. Brad Phillips is back. And with the Brewers, he's not going to be with Colorado Springs during their playoff run. He is going to be with the Brewers during their playoff run. Gives the crew left-handed bat, good defensive option in the outfield, and a guy that can run some bases for you a little bit. The latest addition is Quentin Berry, who is also with Colorado Springs. He has a lot of experience being a part of September rosters and being a late-inning pinch runner type. He's done that with the Red Sox. He's done that with the Tigers. He's been a part of some World Series teams uh, with the Tigers and the Red Sox being in this role that he's going to play for the Brewers. He's a very, very fast guy and gives you a real weapon on the base paths in Quentin Berry. Some arms have also come up. Left-hander Wei Chung Wong 
has uh, come up. He gives the Brewers a left-hander. Right-hander Taylor Williams is up also, which is exciting and, and good for Taylor Williams. This is a young man that has uh, been through a lot uh, with the injuries, almost lost two years, essentially, of competitive baseball, and finally worked himself back and got himself ready to go this year and pitched very well for Biloxi. And his last five outings or so for Biloxi were very dominant, and uh, the Brewers were very impressed with what they saw from him. So another guy that has uh, put himself in big-time position to help this team down the stretch. And Brandon Woodruff back up. Everybody knew he would be. Uh, that was more of a technicality. Uh, Jet Bandy now healthy. He's been activated from the disabled list. Andrew Susak is back. He's been uh, activated from the disabled list. And Brent Suter, who pitched very well for three innings on Sunday against the Nationals. So the crew's very healthy now. They're all loaded up, and they're ready to go, and they're ready to make this march towards the end of this month and try to put themselves in position for the playoffs. Here's what we have coming up for you on Brewers on Tap. Pitching coach Derek Johnson is going to join me. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things with this staff. Chase Anderson, his return from the disabled list. We're going to talk about Jeremy Jeffress and how well he's pitched for the crew over the course of the last month or so since the Brewers traded for Jeremy Jeffress. We're going to talk about Zach Davies and his dominance in the second half. All that stuff is coming your way with Derek Johnson. And we're going to talk to Taylor Williams. I told you about him. Very exciting that he's a part of the crew now and what he's been able to do. He's not been in a game yet. He's not pitched for the Brewers yet. But all the same, Taylor Williams is a guy for the future to keep an eye on, but uh, certainly someone to be excited that he's part of the crew right now too. So we're going to talk to him about uh, what it means for him to now be a part of the Brewers' active roster here in September as they try to make a push towards the playoffs. That's all coming up. Let's jump right into it, and let's break it down. Let's break it down. As we're joined by Brewers pitching coach Derek Johnson and uh, DJ, this pitching staff has obviously uh, really pitched extremely well over the second half of this season and really all season long. And it starts with this starting rotation. It feels like when you've dealt with injuries and you've dealt with your fair share of them, somebody else has stepped up along the way. It's been pretty amazing the way that's consistently happened all season long. Yeah, and I think you have to have the, the right people uh, with the right mentality to do that. And, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Suter who stepped in, um, you know, he has that kind of mentality. Um, he's got that personality. He can kind of make up stuff on the fly and, and get it done, and he's done a really nice job for us. And then, you know, with Woodruff coming up, making his debut, um, same thing. I kind of go back to his personality and his makeup, and it just seems to me like um, that's been a, a big reason as to why they've had success. We use the term bulldog a lot with guys. It seems like Woodruff really fits that profile. Would you agree? Is he kind of a bulldog on the mound that just, even if he doesn't have his best stuff, he finds a way to grind through innings? I just haven't seen any fear. Um, you know, and, and usually there is a little bit of fear or apprehension or, or, or whatever when you're talking about a young player coming up for the first time and, and facing the hitters he's facing. I just... I, I haven't seen that apprehension. I've, I've just seen that, that guy who goes out, he does his thing, he pitches with what he has, and you know he's obviously done a really nice job. Getting Chase Anderson back in the rotation has been a major plus. Uh, what have you seen from him through four starts, and what is left for him to, to get himself all the way back to where he was? I, I think he actually ran into, um, and he's pitched fine. Don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, but I, I, I also think, too, he, you know, it's, it's like when you get out of spring training, you have that... Um, you know, maybe three or four start where things aren't completely in place. I think we've seen that 
uh, when he came back from the injury, he's pitched really well. Um, I don't think his velocity is where it once was. I think it'll it'll certainly pick back up as as he goes further. But um, he he's pitched really well. His his breaking stuff's been there. His cutter's been there, and um, you know of course his changeup is a pitch he'll he'll go to. So um, you, you know I think I think uh, the next step for him really is it's just kind of getting past that um, the same thing every player goes through after spring training. Over the second half of the season, Zach Davies has arguably been one of the best pitchers in baseball, certainly in the National League. And his command seems to be there, and he just—it seems like he can do whatever he wants with whatever pitch that he wants. Uh, it's been amazing to watch. Have, have you seen anything like this, where a guy has taken this big of a jump in the second half of a season? Uh, maybe not this big of a jump, no. But it—but it doesn't surprise me from a standpoint that I've always felt he can do a lot of things with the ball. And um, you know, he—he he experiments in in his bullpen sessions. Um, I, I wanted him to, to have as much flexibility that way as possible. Um, you know, so he's working on different ways he can throw his cutter or different places he can throw his cutter and same thing with his, his you know, his off-speed stuff and, and his fastball for that matter too. So it, it's kind of fun to, to, to go in and, and kind of see what's next and, and what, what he comes up with. You have uh, some really interesting arms in that bullpen. Corey Knable having the monster season, obviously. And Josh Hader's been a guy that I'm sure there's been a learning experience throughout the year with you and with him making that transition into the bullpen. What, what are you learning about him as you move forward with him? Certainly one of the most dynamic arms uh, on this team. Really, it's about when we can use him in his recovery time. I mean, um, it's, there, there isn't a clear-cut answer quite yet. Um, you know, we, we've tried to use him and to, to where he can recover. He has, he has plenty of time to be able to do that, and, and he's pitched great. I mean, you know, I know he's had a couple of hiccups these last couple of games, but, I mean, honestly... Um, yeah, I would have expected it would happen before, and, and it didn't. Um, so really, it's it's just trying to find kind of his niche with his recovery and getting him to where you know it's it's optimal every time he goes out there. Final question is Jeremy Jeffress, who's actually in the room with us right now. Uh, he has been very much like the Jeremy Jeffress of last year since the Brewers acquired him at the trade deadline. Has that come? That comfort level between the two of you just taken right back off where it was? Yeah, and it, you have to include Lee Tunnel in that. You have to include Marcus Handel in that. I mean, you know, it's home for him. He's he's familiar with the, the people here. He's familiar with his surroundings. And I, I think he'll tell you that that's been a, a nice plus for him. Um, you know, as far as how he's pitched, uh, I wouldn't expect it any any differently. He's He's got that kind of arm. DJ, we appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you. Checking in on the farm. Well, as we go down on the farm, the regular season wrapped up for everybody except for the Pioneer League's Helena Brewers. The AAA Colorado Springs Sky Sox will get started with their best of five series with the Memphis Redbirds this week in the PCL playoffs. Everybody else is done at this point in time. So we begin with AAA Colorado Springs. The Sky Sox finish the regular season at 80 and 57. They'll begin their playoff series at Memphis, a best of five series. They've made some interesting moves over the last week to get guys ready and part of this playoff roster. Lucas Ursig is now a member of the Sky Sox, along with a handful of other names. Wilder Rodriguez is also now a member of the Sky Sox. Uh, so it should be kind of fun to see what the Sky Sox are going to be able to do in the PCL playoffs. A great year for Rick Sweet and his bunch. You just tip your cap to the job that they were able to do. First time in 20 years since 1997 that the Colorado Springs Sky Sox are headed 
to the playoffs. Here is just the breakdown quickly as we run through the final records, the regular season for all of the Brewers affiliates. Colorado Springs, again, we just told you, 80 and 57. Double A Biloxi, a winning record at 71 and 66. High A Carolina, a winning record at 73 and 65. And that was one of the younger teams in the Carolina League. Class A Wisconsin, they had a losing record, 59 and 79, but they played better in the second half. Some bright spots there. Keston Hira played very well. Mario Feliciano uh, certainly is an interesting young catcher that was only 18 years old in the Midwest League. Good story there as well. Helena Brewers, they're still playing. They're not finished yet. Uh, they're currently sitting at 27 and 44 through Monday's action. The Arizona League Brewers, of course, they won the first half of the Arizona League. They finished 33 and 23. They won one game in the Arizona League playoffs and then dropped the next game in the Arizona League playoffs. The Dominican Summer League Brewers finished at 28-43. and 43, And then the combined club between the Indians and the Brewers and the Dominican Summer League finished at 26-44. and 44. So the upper levels of the Brewers minor leagues, you can see, performed very, very well this year. Double-A Biloxi, we told you, uh, that 71-66 season, they really pitched it well. And that just continued. No matter who moved up or who moved down, whoever was in Biloxi pitched well. The latest was Cody Ponce. He pitched extremely well for... High Carolina this year, he was an innings eater. We tell you that every week. And he pitched great, made three starts for Biloxi, went 2-1, and one, pitched to an ERA in the ones, and uh, made his final start on Tuesday night, and he improved to 2-1. and one. Uh, He went six scoreless, allowed just three hits a walk, and struck out three. Really impressive stuff from Cody Ponce. That was a 5 nothing win for him. Uh, Biloxi over Mobile to finish up the season. But uh, Freddie Peralta pitched really well at Double A. Corbin Burns is likely going to be the Brewers minor league pitcher of the year. We'll wait and see, but that you got to imagine that he's going to get that award. Uh, he pitched extremely well at Double A uh, also. And another guy that pitched really well at Double A was Taylor Williams, who just recently became part of the Brewers, uh, well, not 25-man, but part of the Brewers Major League roster with the rosters expanding in September. He's been a member of the 40-man all season long, bouncing back from that Tommy John surgery, and I had a chance to sit down with Taylor Williams earlier this week. Taylor Williams is our guest here, getting set to make his MLB debut at some point over the course of this next month, one of the September call-ups earlier uh, in September. And, and, and what, a, what an unbelievable journey for you to be, to be here now after everything you've gone through, uh, this has to just be an amazing moment. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's it's a, it's a really indescribable. Uh, kind of like I said before, it's just one of those feelings. Uh, like I said, it's kind of hard to grasp when you your first you're here for the first day. I kind of just got thrown into it, you know. And so I'm just taking everything in one step at a time. And, um, it's unbelievable. Uh, standing here, looking at the inside of Miller Park it's a little different than being in Biloxi Mississippi or Appleton Wisconsin you know um, it's it's a it's a dream come true um, I mean this is kind of just where the dream starts really so um, but it's definitely uh, one step closer and it's uh, one goal achieved that I can check off the list last year uh, after the season was over the Brewers added you to the 40 man was that the first moment where it started getting really real that hey we're getting on the doorstep now and this is a this is a possibility in the near future uh definitely i mean i i worked um extremely hard throughout the rehab process to to just try to put myself in a situation um 
to have that possibility of, you know, being put on the 40-man. And honestly, I was really surprised when it did happen. Um, but I was extremely fortunate for that. And once that happened, it was kind of like, all right, where can we go from here? And let's set some new goals and let's see where we can go go with this. And uh, making it to the big leagues was definitely one of those those uh, next goals on, on the sheet. So um, I'm just extremely grateful to be here and, you know, be able to to uh, take that next step, step forward in my career and, you know, learn. For people not familiar with your story, you, you had Tommy John, you missed basically two seasons of, of baseball, and that's a tough thing to come back from. So when that happened, when you when you were added to the 40-man, and you just alluded to this a little bit, was that like confirmation to you? It can be a dark and lonely place when you're on the rehab trail, but confirmation that, hey, these guys, they still believe in me, they still like me, and did it give you like a bounce in your step coming into this year? Yeah, I think that... Um, it definitely did. It definitely it definitely helped uh, coming into this year. I think that um, it went both ways as well. I think that for a while, uh, maybe during spring training and a little bit during the beginning of the season, I was putting some uh, extra pressure on myself sure. to to try to live up to that. And uh, at the end of this, at the end of the day, that, didn't, that stuff doesn't really uh, matter. It's just um, whether I was put on the 40-man or not, I think that I would have found a way to, to try to work my butt off to put myself in a situation to, to get here either way. Um, but being on the 40-man definitely was um, a, a greater benefit, and that, that helped the process, and it just made me want to work even harder, I guess. You work hard to get your arm strength back, and, and that comes back, and you're confident from that standpoint. But I, I always hear guys talking about coming back from Tommy John it's the feel for the pitches that maybe come second. Um, they can still throw hard when they get the full bill of health, but it's the it's the next step is having a feel for your pitches and also making the game slow down out there a little bit. Situational baseball is hard to, to simulate. Did, did you experience that early, and did you feel like you settled in with that as the season went along? Yeah, uh, honestly, going into spring training, I was kind of uh, I was kind of surprised. I felt pretty comfortable out there. Um, but like I said, it's it's hard to simulate uh, when you get fans in the stands and the and the game, you're playing against a, another team with another uniform on and the and your stats matter and and the game matters and you're trying to help your team win. Um, so just all those those things, uh, you don't really you can't really simulate come into play. And so yeah, it's just it's the learning process all over again of of learning yourself, learning your arm, um, learning how to pitch through those situations, learning how to you know, feel your arm out again and, and uh, recover. And I mean, there's so many different things that, that you just, you have to learn all over again after not playing for two years. But um, honestly, that's that's been kind of the, um, as frustrating as it might be at times, it's that's been the, the fun part of the process is uh, just overcoming those, those obstacles. How did you learn that you were getting the call up? Um, I was informed by my manager after our game last night in Mobile um, in front of the team. So that was a extremely cool moment to be able to share that um, experience with my teammates. Uh, I think that was the coolest thing is just to experience that moment with uh, some of my, my close friends and teammates that I've played with for a while now. And, you know, I've had good relationship, growing, relationships that I've grown grown with so that was that was cool did Mike Guerrero do anything special to kind of set up the moment when he revealed it to you uh he kind of he kind of tried to set up a story um uh, I don't know if it went as smooth as he had planned I think he got a little anxious but um it was a good approach and either way I would I mean at the end of the day I don't really care how I get the news um 
so I was just excited and surprised by it. So it was, it was the the best part was just sharing that moment with my my teammates and my coaches. Watching you with this team today since getting here seems like the older guys really throwing their arms around you, bringing you into the fold, and and, and it seems like everybody's very excited that you're here. Yeah, you know, I, I was fortunate enough that I got to spend a, uh, a little time around a lot of the guys in this clubhouse during spring training. So um, being familiar with a lot of the guys, and um, it, it definitely helps. But uh, I'm just going to do my best uh, to bring, bring a positive energy to the locker room and, you know, keep my head down and work hard. There's a good thing going, going here right now. We're in a, a pennant race, and I'm just going to do whatever I can possibly do to help the team, uh, however that might be. And... I'm going to soak it all in. Taylor, congratulations. Thank you. Our thanks to Taylor Williams for joining us on the show. Really impressive stuff from him. Big-time velocity, and the Brewers think he's going to be a really good one down the road. Class A advanced Carolina. Well, Monte Harrison, really one of the big stories there. He just performed extremely well. He got off to a great start in Class A Wisconsin, finally was healthy, finally benefited from being healthy, got moved up after the midway point in the season, and performed extremely well for Carolina after he got the promotion. He went two for four in his final game with the Mudcats, uh, 278 average for Monte Harrison. Hit 16 doubles. He had double-digit home runs all just in the second half of the Carolina Mudcats. Really impressive year from Monte Harrison. He's going to go to the Arizona Fall League. It's going to be him, Lucas Ersig, Corey Ray, and Jake Gatewood all making their way to the Arizona Fall League. So that's exciting for them. They all deserve that opportunity. They were all teammates together at one point this year with Carolina, and uh, I know they're all excited about being a part of the Arizona Fall League. Hopefully we'll be able to bring you some more from the Arizona Fall League as the season uh, gets underway uh, a few weeks later after uh, fall instructs get going. So Class A advanced Carolina. That's a good year for them to finish where they did uh, with the season that they had with some of the guys moving through that that organization moving on their way up to double A as the season went along too. Class A Wisconsin, again, Keston Hero was every bit as good as advertised. Definitely was one of the best hitters in the 2017 draft. He just performed extremely well. He was able to get activated again and healthy enough to play in the last couple of games for the for the Timber Rattlers too uh, before it was all said and done. And Adrian Hauser, um, coming back from Tommy John, this is a guy that's pitched in the major leagues already, uh, kind of working his way back after having Tommy John in the middle of the summer last year. And he made uh, the start on Monday for the Timber Rattlers, three innings of work, striking out four in the process. And he should be ready to, to make some big strides in 2018. So that's exciting for Adrian Hauser as well. Another name that you should keep an eye on, and that is Tristan Lutz. He had a big year this year after the draft, he went to the Arizona League, then he got promoted to the Pioneer League. He performed very well at both levels. See if he's in Wisconsin next year or where he starts the year. But uh, he's a young guy, so I don't know how much the Brewers will push him early, but certainly a big-time talent from Tristan Lutz. All right, that's a look around the minor leagues with our Down on the Farm report. Here's what's on tap. Here's what we have coming up for you for the crew. Final uh, couple of homestands uh, on the horizon. A short homestand with the Pirates coming up. Uh, this next week, uh, action returning to Miller Park as Andrew McCutcheon and the Pirates come to town. Three games set Monday, September 11th, Wednesday, September 13th. You can go to Brewers.com for tickets for that. 
series coming up. That should be exciting. And, of course, Anthony Rizzo and the rivals from the Windy City coming to Miller Park for a huge four-game set at the end of the season. That's Thursday, September 21st through Sunday, September 24th against the Cubs. Tickets going fast, so go to Brewers.com again to get yours today. Um, those are the big series coming up, of course. A lot of people locked into those. The Reds going to be a part of that also uh, before the crew's done with their home series. But the Brewers are pushing towards the playoffs here. There's a great shot that the Brewers are going to be in the postseason looking to punch that ticket to October. And there's only one way you can guarantee your spot at Miller Park for any potential postseason action, and that is by placing a deposit on a 2018 Brewers ticket plan right now. Learn more at Brewers.com. You're not going to want to miss out on that opportunity. Postseason baseball, there is nothing like it. Let's hope the crew can make a big charge over the next couple of weeks and put themselves in to October. Well, that is going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back with you from Miller Park next week, so make sure you're tuned in again. Have a good one, everybody. I'm Lane Kramer. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.